0: And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker.
1: Well, here we go. I woke up this morning and there was all sorts of stuff in my email coming out of uh, Star Wars Celebration. Welcome, everybody. We are live from the bunker. My name is Jason Hunt. I'm the editor here at Sci-Fi for Me. Open line Friday today. Oh, you know what? I forgot to do that. Hold on. Your one mistake for the day. I messed up, folks. I completely forgot what day it was. See, this is this is why this is why I need to go ahead and cut this together as a clip, instead of instead of trying to do it just. You got distracted by the. Squirrel. I got distra- I got distracted. I was looking at a bunch of different things here, and and yeah, it's um. <sighs> we gotta we gotta do this proper. I mean, really, we gotta do this proper. So hang on just a second. Let me let me set we this up. We wanna make sure all the people over
2: properly. in Loma Linda appreciate it and don't feel left out right? since the world has I mean, been we, we lost our light.
1: All right, hold on just a second here. Let me get that there. Hold on there and then because you know, it's 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 a thing. And we gotta do the thing, right? Right. So let me, because we got to do it right. Where does it go?
2: <laughs>
1: Where did it go? Yes, be- <laughs> it does.
2: <MMS. laughs> it does say Friday right in front now, of there you. There it
1: is. There it is. Yes, I know. It does say Friday. All right. Hang on. Just like, all right, Yes. All right. So, all right. Now. We'll do this proper. We'll try this again. <laughs> Right? Right. Right. Okay, here we go. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, conversationalists across the fruit of plain, Mr. and Mrs. America and all the ships at sea, those from across the wrong side of the tracks, the ladies who launch Princes of the Universe, Captains Courageous, it's open line Friday. Alright, now we can get to business right because i did it right that's now we got it right
2: and what cracks me up is that you can just sit there and be like switch turn on this one not that one
1: i because know because
2: you just jump right into that like there was no other anything else uh
1: what what do you mean
2: i'm just laughing at you
1: what what do you mean like uh, switch
2: your pivot because you messed up at first oh, so oh, oh. switching over it's like well just kidding
1: I am a highly trained broadcast yeah, yeah. professional. 30 Thirty-four years. Thirty-four years in the in the industry. media.
2: Yeah, yeah. What's industra? Industry, and then you saying media. Media, and then you following you <laughs> blindly. I don't want to. That's be how I like
1: it. That's like how that. I like it. If uh, you blindly follow uh, me, that's that's how we do it, uh, right? I mean, that's 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 the proper place for the wife, right? Blindly following the husband and the household and all that.
2: Blindly following the
1: husband.
2: I guess I'm behind you, holding the leash.
1: <laughs> no, I don't think so.
2: That's what you think. <laughs>
1: Anyway, yeah. So I w- so we woke up this morning to a lot of stuff, and we will get to it. Uh, give a shout out to everybody who is listening to this show as a podcast. We've got listeners all across the world, including India, Germany, Spain, UK, Canada, <laughs> all showing up on the on the map. And if you do listen to this uh, as a podcast, you are more than welcome to join us live on YouTube, Odyssey, Rumble, or Twitch—your choice. Pick your poison, and uh, do connect with us on Discord. And if you're here uh, after the fact, if you're if you're scrolling through Memorex style, you know you're coming over from Midnight's Edge or or Echo Base or or any of those streams. Uh, you can always uh, leave a comment. If you've got uh, topics or guests to suggest, you can always send us an email, live from the bunker at sci fi dot mecom let, me, uh, let me show you this first. Uh, with all, all of the Disney news, the stock price hasn't changed. And, and I get it. It's Good Friday. The markets aren't open. But even after hours trading, it's not doing a thing. So all of the news that's coming out of, of Star Wars Celebration today has not, uh, has not made this, this bubble move at all. So just, just something to keep in mind. I'm not expecting it to. And before everybody freaks out, do remember that right now... Lucasfilm has about a 15% completion ratio. So all of the stuff that's getting announced today, there's no guarantee at all whatsoever that any of them are going to get made. Now, there's a pretty good chance that at least some of them will be made. (coughs) But not all of them. And uh, culture made a good uh, culture casino made a good point over on Midnight's Edge earlier today. James Mangold's movie about the dawn of the Jedi, the origins of the Jedi. That one is probably going to depend on the performance of Indiana Jones Five. And we're hearing that if Indiana Jones Five does not make a profit, Kathleen Kennedy is done. Uh, how much you want to put into that, you know, bags of salt at the ready. But we're hearing that from multiple different uh, sources. It's not just Cameron saying it. It's not just Doomcock saying it. Jeff Snyder is saying it as well. We're hearing this now from multiple different places that Kathleen Kennedy's job depends on the performance of Indiana Jones 5. And James Mangold... He's got a good track record as a filmmaker. I mean, everybody seems to like most of everything that he's done. So Indiana Jones in Mangold's hands probably could be a good thing, depending on how much control he has over the production.
2: Well, the fact he hasn't been fired. Oh, wait, never mind.
1: long well, franchise. Well, but if if Indy 5 doesn't make a profit, or if it doesn't perform to expectations, I would, I would suspect that uh that the dawn of the jedi movie is not going to be made. So let's let's roll back a little bit <coughs> and and go through some of the some of the stories that are coming out uh this this uh today <coughs> and we'll see what happens. So this is uh, Daisy Ridley returning as Ray. This is probably the biggest one. This is the um this is the movie that Damon Lindelof was supposed to be doing. And it does kind of track with what we heard from WDW Pro and Value Renegade about a, a Ray movie. We've been hearing some rumors about this for a while, but now this is this is confirmed that Daisy Ridley will be back as Ray. But I'm I'm interested in the fact that they are not mentioning her last name. They're just saying uh, uh, Daisy Ridley will be back as Rey. They're not saying Rey Skywalker. And apparently this is going to be some 15 years after the rise of Skywalker. 15? I was hearing two. Um,
2: Two years after the, the destruction of the New Order that... It was her rebuilding. So well, basically trying to do what Luke already did and destroyed.
1: Let's take a look here over at starwars.com because these are the, the, here's the official thing. Instead of the trade, <coughs> yes, Ray identity theft. Today during Lucasfilm Studio Showcase at Star Wars Celebration Europe 2023, Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy announced that three new live action Star Wars films are on the way. Helming the movies are James Mangold, Dave Filoni, an Academy Award and Emmy Award winning director, Charmaine Obey Chinoy. Now, it should be noted that Charmaine Olbae Chinoi Charmin Obade Chinoy, is a documentary producer. She has directed two episodes of Miss Marvel, which had to be pretty much completely reshot. So I'm not very confident at all okay. in her filmmaking. Ability in terms of Hollywood narrative Here, production.
2: Here's, here's a thought. Here's a thought. Yes. If this is going through the process of Ray <laughs> starting over with the Jedi dealing and all that, okay, feed to this person's strength, do it documentary style, kind of like um, things we do in the dark. How they did the mockumentary. Things We
1: Do in the Shadows?
2: Things We Do in the Shadows. I apologize. You, wait,
1: wait, wait. You just messed up the title of one of your favorite shows. Yeah. Things, we do in the sh- Things We Do in the Dark. That would be a completely different uh, show. You know?
2: <laughs> that's on. Anyway. But no. Do it documentary style. Uh, Have some fun with it. You were talking last night on Ranker Pit. You know, the chance or uh, the ability to do a. targeting
1: your microphone. Huh? Talking to your microphone. I you're am ta- talking. You're internet. talking above your microphone. You're over here.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah. But anyway, you were talking about, you know, oh, you could possibly do some type of rom-com in, uh, or some type of romantic comedy in Star sure, Wars sure. and stuff like that. Why not turn this into a documentary and see what happens? Play with it. <sighs> Who knows? It because may. you couldn't,
1: that, that's not, you couldn't market that film. One. Lucasfilm and Disney wouldn't have any idea how to sell it, and two, whatever it is that they put out there as trailers or pr- or, or promotions, nobody would want to see it because it's
2: tap into the mind damn- of Taika Waititi who's working with them.
1: Um, apparently not. I know the Taika Waititi thing is apparently now Mangold's project. So it sounds like Waititi is out. Now he may still act in it, but we didn't get anything. Nothing. <laughs> I mean, on we didn't him. get anything about his project, and but I'm, I'm you, seeing randomly, some discussion. It but,
2: is, well, I'm we've seeing got some a couple discussion. More days, but yeah,
1: I know. But I'm seeing some discussion that Watiti's project is now Mangold's project. And stop and consider 15 percent completion ratio, folks. True. They have announced how many projects that have never seen the light of day. So, everybody take a breath. But. I think it would be interesting. James Mangold's movie, let me go back here to this, uh, there. James Mangold's movie will go back to the dawn of the Jedi, while Dave Filoni's will focus on the New Republic and close out the interconnected stories told in The Mandalorian, The Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka, and other Disney Plus series which could be Rangers of the New Republic and whatever else they come up with. <clears throat> Charmaine Obey Chinoy's film will be set after the events of Rise of Skywalker and feature Daisy Ridley back as Rey as she builds a new Jedi Order. Depending on how far out from the Rise of Skywalker is, you could tell that story. And if... If Stephen Knight's script is a good one, Daisy Ridley has some talent. Now, if, say whatever you want about Ray, the character. If Daisy gets a decent script, then it might be okay. Maybe. But you've got a director who's gotten hardly any experience whatsoever in fiction narrative storytelling. She's a documentary producer above, above everything else. She's a journalist. She's a news person. This is not who you get to helm a blockbuster tentpole thing. Especially if it's going to have so much CGI that you're not going to know yourself coming and going. It's all going to be green screen. But I don't think any of these movies will actually make it make it past the development stage. Uh, now, Valiant Renegade thinks that the Ray movie is going to get pushed through come hell or high water because Bob Iger is going to make it happen no matter what, and he might be right. And we're getting some indication that the acolyte. Could be a real thing. We've got uh, we've got reports that some footage was shown, although it hasn't made it out anywhere. I've heard that it's leaked, but I haven't found it yet.
2: <coughs> and you actually get to see some of these people who have signed on. Well, the
1: cast was out there at the event, so we've got photographs of the people who are supposed to be involved in this thing.
2: Well, they're saying that in the what was shown in the footage, you actually get to see Carrie Ann Moss, and but I mean that's what. A, a small day's work, if anything. Hey, I know you. Can you take a break for a second? Yeah. But um, but it was interesting. It seemed that everything on the showroom floor stage that they have at celebration, because I've been walking, watching, um, you know, Echo Base since six a.m. this morning, uh, has mostly been acolyte people. It's like they're parading yeah. them around heavily. For some reason,
1: yeah. Well, and and MS says the problem with Star Wars is only having two Siths at the time, and and the word is the acolyte is going to be Rise of the Sith in terms of its storyline. So I, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. But there are a lot of there's a lot of news coming out uh, out of this. We have. Uh, <sighs> Here's, here's variety. Star Wars: The Acolyte first footage debuted at Star Wars Celebration. They don't say about what it is, and it could be a sizzle reel, just like Cameron uh, has been talking about, or it could very well be that Cameron got this one wrong.
2: But they have pointed out that the uh, the logo for it has changed, like Ahsoka's. Oh, has it? Apparently, I I didn't notice. Okay, but I, I that that I mean that's that's probably been more of a conversation than. Anything else.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. So you're talking about this this logo here then I guess. Which okay. That's different. I wonder what doesn't mean
2: work's been done on it.
1: Yeah. So
2: is that what they've been spending the last few months on?
1: I I, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. But I do wanna I do wanna show this. Because this is something, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do this full screen because I want people to see this and and appreciate this. Because when they did the Andor panel, they showed they showed a sizzle reel for Andor season one. Here's where we were, and then they they brought people out to talk about Andor. And this is what happened, ladies and gentlemen. Where is it? Come on. All right, so oh, here it comes. And we're here on my body with so now we're now, now we're introducing yeah? the panel to Andor. Please All right? Put your
2: hands together. First up, the creator
3: and executive producer Tony Gilroy.
1: Yay, Tony Gilroy.
3: Executive producer and president of Lucasfilm, Kathleen Kennedy.
1: Executive. That sounds different than it did. Doesn't it?
2: Well, and they were even discussing how you could even tell in her walk. She got deflated.
1: Yeah, but that's not what it sounded like before. I know. Have they have they played with this? it would
2: not surprise me have they played with this Because what you just played was more than what they've been showing yeah a it lot was. more it was because the audience was silent the
1: the music's been mixed it's the mu- the music's out a little bit more and and they've they've laid they've laid uh, they've laid applause track in there yeah Please put
2: your hands together. First up, the creator and executive producer, Tony Gilroy.
1: Executive producer and president of Lucasfilm, Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. They've doctored that. Kathleen Andor. They've doctored that. Wow. Oh my goodness. Okay, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to let some people know here really quick.
2: Oh, I'm over in uh, the other chat.
1: They've doctored that clip. All right. So, wow, why is this everything? I've got so many tabs open. All right. Fun times, folks. Look at that. Wow. That's, that's... I didn't think you could do that with a live track. How did they do that? Because that's not what it sounded like to start. That's not what it sounded like to start. Because when she came out, the room just kind of went dead still. And the other thing that I've noticed, there aren't a whole lot of lightsabers floating around in the audience in the other in the other room, like there have been in the past. So anyway, so there's there's all of that. Um, but I just I just want to I just want to show you this. This is uh, you know Tom had put this together over on uh, on Midnight's Edge. How many of these projects? You know, we're talking about this fifteen percent uh, this fifteen percent track uh, track record. Where's Gareth Edwards right now? Where are Lord Miller? Where's Josh Trank? Now, Josh Trank imploded on himself. That's that's the thing. But, you know, where's Carlin Trevorrow? Steven Daldry? Uh, All of these guys. You know, Kevin Feige's stuff is... You know, Kevin Feige's project's dead. Patty Jenkins' project is dead. (laughs) It looks like Taika Waititi's project's gone. Damon Lindelof is gone. Ryan Johnson's trilogy is not going to happen. Let's let's not get our dander up too terribly much about the stuff that's getting announced today because we may not get any of it. All right, so here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go ahead and put in the chat because I know you guys have been waiting for it. And let me pin it so people can can get there. Alright, the uh We're gonna put it in. And it really bothers me that uh We can't, I can't pin it in, I can't pin the the comment in the chat on Rumble. That's interesting. I wonder why. All right. All right. So there it is. People can get in there if you want. (coughs) And let's go ahead. MS, jump it in. Welcome, sir. Wow. Hey, good good afternoon. Hey, what's up? (laughs) But you don't want to talk about Star Wars. What? So you don't want to talk about Star Wars, do you?
3: You want to talk about D and I'll talk about anything. I mean, <laughs> whatever, man. Your, I'm, you're, blo- I'm blown, you're blown away on. by that doctoring of the track right now. I'm still in shock. Did okay? So did you hear it the first time? I I have not. So
1: because they've been playing, they've been playing guys, that clip over on Echo Base network, and it doesn't sound like that
3: at all. That's crazy. Uh, for me, my question would be. Why would they why why even give Kathleen Kennedy an out with Indy 5? Why say well if Indy 5's good we'll keep you. Why not just say you know what your track record up to now is no good. I,
1: I don't you know why even bother. I don't think it's a question of keeping her. I think it's a question more of how she exits. Because we already have word and, you know, the the general assumption is that Indiana Jones is her swan song and then she retires gracefully at the end of the year when her contract's up. Mm. And what we're hearing and what we've heard from a couple of different people now is that if Indiana Jones 5 doesn't make a profit, then she's done then. And she'll get fired as opposed to being able to exit on her own terms. Now, oh, how makes, much okay, How much, that much of more. that is accurate, you know, who, who knows? Yeah. But that's what we've been hearing is that <laughs> it's not, not really a question of if, but when and how she leaves yeah. based on the performance of Indy 5, if that makes yeah. sense.
2: Well, OK, let me ask you this. If it's based on the performance of Indy 5, how long are they going to give it? what do you mean well okay you have your opening weekend you have the first month and things to that effect how long after Indy five will they take will it take for them to determine if it's a good a failure or a success for her
1: first or second weekend they ought to be able to track how how much it's going to do
2: okay I'm just I'm curious you know All right, it's not
1: coming down to the chat here too.
2: I'm just curious, you know, wh- okay, so they say this it comes out on this date. So the clock's ticking. How yes. long is that clock going to go for? I
1: I'd, I'd say the a couple of weekends they have a good idea of how well it's going to perform because you know you you can track that and
3: and and project based on past performance. Uh. You know what'd be amazing is if nobody watches it the first two weeks, she gets fired, and then we all go out the third week and make it a number one hit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh. make that suggestion to Doomcock. It's going to—it's look—it's going to <laughs>
1: it's, go. look, it's gonna be number one of the box office <laughs> opening weekend anyway because it's Indiana Jones. And there are going to be plenty of people that. When have, is it coming uh, out? Was it June? The fourth. Was it sh- competing against? That's a good question. I don't know that it's got anything really, really solid up against it. Yeah, cuz I'm
3: not 100% sold, especially after The Crystal Skull. It's not like and you know, like Indiana Jones in my opinion anyways, much like Star Wars, and why I think they get it wrong is it's you know, it's based on the pulp fiction of the 30s and 40s, and I don't think people today understand those things. Well, except Crystal
1: Skull is not. Because if you look at the time period of when that story takes place, it's in the 50s, and the 50s were the B movie drive-in schlock science fiction yeah. alien invasion movies which is what that one's more modeled after now the first 3 yes you're right the first 3 were yeah. the, the Saturday morning serials of the 30s but now we're into the 50s and now we're into the late 60s early 70s with this one so the style of this film Same. and the story it's that's being told is going to be completely different from all of the others so anyway Jones because
3: of hell bottoms <clears throat> And he'll have a, a black sister with him with a big afro as a sidekick. choppers. Well,
1: <laughs> we did we did see
3: we did That'd see awesome.
1: we did see an African American female with a big afro, but I don't think she's a a, a major player character in this. I think Who's, she's a oh, Pam people.
3: Greer. That's who they need. Pam Greer. That's who oh, they need. Right? That would be. Awesome. He's a mean mother trucker. Yes, right? <laughs> right, And I'm he, needs, like, he needs a soundtrack like Shaft. And he's walking down well, the street. and people have Again. made <clears throat> people
1: people have have made note of the fact that the new the new trailer that got released today incorporates um uh what is what is it it's it's the Rolling Stones sympathy for the devil mm-hmm. mm hmm why that track because that's
3: a that's an interesting. Choice. as occult. Kathleen Kennedy's she's she's begging us to have sympathy on her.
1: I, I saw the around. trailer
3: came out, I didn't watch it yet. Well maybe it's we, an
0: occult uh shall we back watch the, it, uh,
3: Sure. Yeah. yeah, pop it
0: on. Maybe maybe it's back I haven't seen it. Maybe it's back to the roots of, of uh you know uh Raiders with the sort of the occult uh
1: let me I let mean, me pull it up. I've got, got so really many occult, I've got so many tabs up. It's at me, least God, I mean. Yeah, let me close some of these uh, do, yeah. do, do, do. Let me I mean, ahead.
3: when I saw the original trailer To me, it just looked like a greatest hits album Here's a scene from Raiders Here's a scene from Temple of Doom Here's a scene from Last Crusade Look, he's revisiting it all Yeah, eh, that, You know, it's like
0: That first trailer wasn't a trailer It was more like a, uh, you know Fast clips of a bunch of action scenes You couldn't tell anything from Right? If I remember right. correctly
3: Okay. Yeah, so, but I think they were showing, like him revisiting people he knew. Yeah, that's well, watching, and
2: you get a lot of that with this trailer, back and forth, back and forth. And I mean, you you talk about the fact that you know maybe it's going back to the the whole like raiders or whatever, and uh, with the sympathy for the devil, and you know she, he makes a comment at some point to her about. Or she makes a comment to him that it's something he's been looking for his entire life, and you know, I don't, I don't
1: know. Well, let's 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 watch. Let's watch. I, we'll probably get dinged on it, but you know, hey, hey, what what Why are, not? what are we doing? All right, so we've got Indy, <laughs> and now he's on the bus. Now this, you'll notice here, we've got a bunch of a- people dr- dressed as astronauts. Remember, there is an there is a parade. Yeah. That takes place right after, some of this is set in the New York City parade uh, for Apollo 11. So that's probably where he's on his way uh, to do. I'll probably do. Surprise! Hey, surprise!
0: I'm retiring. Well, in that case, what are we drinking? Same for the goddaughter.
1: Okay, now we've established that she's the goddaughter. I can't hear anything. You can't hear it at all?
0: There's no there's no audio.
1: No, no audio. Okay.
0: Hold on I, a second. I thought you were doing that on purpose. But...
1: No, it uh going <laughs> to go mx on it just
3: start. Hold
1: on. Hold on. Hold on. on. Share <laughs> <Bloody.
0: laughs> sure screen. Entire. Indy screen. goes to a birthday party. I I got to say I don't really like this ah. Dial of Destiny. It doesn't have the same punch as The Temple of Doom.
1: Okay. Know? I it,
0: I did, I did that. I did again. that. Again. The Last Crusade, you No, know, a dial. It's like like I'm washing machine, I'm setting my washing machine to heavy loads, light <laughs> loads.
3: Indy calls Maytag and they tell, "We'll be there in four weeks."
1: Okay. Yeah. So let me let me let me pull Your back.
0: destiny. <clears throat> All right. So. Change the first thing. Change the name.
3: I.
1: Are, you? You want to? I mean, you want me to play the the thing? Yes, I want to see it. All right.
0: I, I'm I'm good to see it. Sure. Okay. All right. Audience probably wants to see it. <laughs> Your so, Jason, however you want to do it.
2: I'm retiring. Well, in that case, what are, are you drinking? Playing Same yeah, hold on. <clears throat> Stupid, God told-
1: Stupid little, stream little yard. little quiet, yeah. Stupid stream yard. Alright, here we go.
2: He's just trying to get the song stuck in your head.
1: Yeah. Alright, here we go.
0: Surprise!
3: Surprise! Retiring. Well, in that case, what are we drinking?
0: Same for the goddaughter.
3: Dad t-
1: so he says goddaughter. Now we have been assuming that she's um, uh, Marcus Brody's daughter. She's not.
0: Told me you found something. On a train during the war, a dial that could change the course of history. Why are you chasing the thing that drove your father crazy?
1: Don't move. I need to get out of here. Stop! Sorry.
2: Helena. Dr. Jones, get him.
1: All right, there's the parade. <clears throat> now... Indiana Jones on the horse here. That's not Harrison Ford. All of this stuff was shot while Harrison Ford was back in the United States recovering from
2: His what? Injury. Broken
1: leg? What was it that he was recovering from? I don't from? remember at the point. Yeah. And you I'm sorry. Make mistakes and with this. I will correct them all. You stole it. June 30th. And then I stole it. It's called capitalism. This way! She built there might be some tablets.
0: You've taken your chances. Made your mistakes. It's good to see Sala back. Sometimes in my life I've seen things. i been tortured with voodoo. been shot nine times. Including once by your father. Ah!
1: So there's Toby Jones who's not playing Marcus Brody. And the implication here is that his character is Helena's dad.
3: So that... That kind of That looks like they're changing history in that scene right there. Uh, Maybe. Because it starts off with him saying, I was shot by your father, and then there it looks like he's catching a bullet almost. Or did I miss see that? I think
1: it caught him in the arm.
0: Or just missed him or something.
1: Yeah, they kind of nicked him on the arm there, uh, right there is what it looks like. I've
0: been looking for this all my life
3: so I guess in one sense maybe the idea here is that as you get older you look back on your life maybe you have regrets you want to change things well
1: I think part of it is, I don't know what they're trying to do with this thing.
2: <laughs> I'm sitting there waiting for you to say something,
1: and you're just kind of like, well, I think... the I mean, the trailer looks okay. It, it was funny, because Mandy and I were talking about this earlier, about all of the different things that are coming out of Celebration, and you know, Lucasfilm, and all this stuff. And I'm looking at all this stuff, and I'm thinking... None of this is getting me any more excited about seeing any of this stuff. I was like, okay, it's a thing. I might go see it. I might not. I, I'm not invested in anything at this point. Well,
2: but, and when I saw that we had the, uh, the trailer for indie, part of me was like, wait a minute. Hold on.
1: Where are we at right now? Oh. Well, now also consider that uh, that Indy is going to premiere at Cannes Film Festival. So it has to be done by then. Because they're going to do this whole big thing celebrating Harrison Ford's career and blah, 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 blah. And if the reports are true, Bob Iger and Kathleen Kennedy had a face-to-face here a couple of weeks ago. And he basically said, this: this movie is a mess. Fix it. And... You get she's no got beast. to. She's got
2: no to fix time.
3: it because. Or else. Well, based on the first trailer, what I remember from the first trailer, anyways, was that the goddaughter was obviously had a bigger role and looked like she was going to take over for Indiana Jones. Which, of course, when you saw Crystal Skull, that was going to be Shay LaBooth's mm-hmm. kind of thing, which never really panned out and I know that that really got a lot of people upset because a lot of people were like you know every time uh Kennedy makes a movie her you know her MO is basically I'm just gonna replace the main character with a woman and you know that's the end of it. When I watched that trailer a couple of things that stand out to me the first thing is is the way they cut the scene where it says capitalism that's capitalism. Yeah. oh you stole it from me I stole it from you so what are you trying to say capitalists or just thieves so you're already alien. You know, there's going to be a big part of your audience could be alienated by that particular sentence right there. The second thing is, is if I'm assuming Dial of Destiny based on what I'm seeing, the idea is is that you can change mistakes you made in the past. But mm-hmm. I don't really get that trouble. from the trailer. Like, what mistake does Indy want to change? Or <sighs> if there's a multiverse aspect to the movie? Maybe that's something, you know, like a Essence Sterling well, kind of a style book. Hang, hang that on. needs to be
1: in the trailer. Hang on. The because it says in the trailer that he found the dial. That's not what he's looking for all his life. There's there's a juxtaposition there that makes you think that. But remember what she says, Dad told me you found this thing. So it's already been that. something. It she's she says at the uh, where is it? Here. A dial. Train. Here we go. Um, let me pull it back up. All right. So, I don't know if you can. can, can yeah, I'll hear it. Yeah. Okay.
0: What are we drinking? Same for the goddaughter.
1: Dad told me you found something on a train during the war. A dial that could change the course of history. Why are you chasing he So she says, you found it during the war. Mm -hmm. So this is not the thing he's been looking for all his life. What he's been looking for all his life, who knows?
0: Uh, It's family. So I, I mean, I think uh, yeah. you know, I'm I'm not too jazzed about this movie either. But I mean, it's seeing that trailer, it makes me think. It gives me a more positive feeling. It's um, seems to be going back to their roots. I mean, you know, it's time travel. So maybe you're, you know, he's you're, you've got modern Nazis. You gotta, they're gonna want to go back. They're gonna want to change the course of the war with time travel yeah you know he maybe he got the dial to stop them from doing that but now they're like hey well you know i will get the dial now and we'll go back and change it right so um you know there's that and that whole aspect like ms mentioned you know uh regrets in your life you get to become an old man you become regretful he's you know is indy regretting that he didn't have a, a kid i mean even though he did but he but maybe now he didn't. They're forgetting the last movie. Um, I, you know, I think the movie could be you know going back to its roots, sticking with the Nazi stuff, keeping away from the aliens and uh, that kind of weird crap. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, if he's at you that, you know, point... that could be more positive.
2: Well, and if he's at that point of retiring, I mean, going back to MS, I mean, looking back, regrets and stuff like that, because retiring is such a huge thing for some people when they've been doing the same you know, for those who actually have stuck through the same career in the same company through the years. Now, my next question... Have they specifically have I? And I don't remember. Have they specifically said that there was definitely time travel in this?
1: Well, the, because the, there the is, yes, style there of destiny, a,
2: it can change the course of history. There
1: is a suggestion.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm that thinking.
1: That time travel is involved. And we haven't seen evidence.
2: Of that. but flashbacks don't mean that you're <clears throat> traveling back in time either.
1: <coughs> well, no, but. Uh, th- there are there are quite a few rumors, and where I think where there's smoke, there's fire should be probably how we approach this. There could be some element of time travel involved <laughs> in this thing because if he's sitting there saying Hitler made mistakes, I'm going back to change them. The suggestion is we're looking at some kind of time travel element.
2: Okay.
0: Which I mean, is if you dumb. were an evil Nazi, that's what you'd want to do, right? Right. Yep. Go back and hey, Hitler's my buddy. He's the greatest. Uh, let's, uh, I'm not saying that. I'm just, um, and, you clip know, go that. back and, uh, hey, you know, <laughs> yeah, flip flip there and whisper, yeah. stand there and whisper in his ear and say, hey, don't do that. Do this, you know, and yeah. help
3: him out.
1: Well, and Matt right. wayne has got a good point. He, maybe he found it, but likely lost it and wants to get it back. It's possible. It, it, it Maybe.
3: Could it um, also oh. be possible that this is going a little further out there, that the movie starts off in a parallel universe or in a parallel Future where the Nazis do take over, and he has to correct that mistake mm. by throwing man away in the high castle. The isle. Isle? I don't, I don't looks, know that they're gonna, yeah, go that it looks too, be
1: too much. Of a reach.
0: It looks too America, um, in the uh, in the trailer with the, the the thing, but you could do a uh, I forget who the author is, but uh, you know, a man in the high castle has. The Nazis invading
3: yeah, um, America but there
0: are other um, stories and I can't remember which one it was but um, you know ba- basically Hitler stops at Europe and takes Europe and the Americans um, uh, you know are off by themselves and it's more of as opposed to Cold War Russia versus America it's Nazis versus America so you could have that kind of uh, situation where America is the last bastion of uh, uh, you know you, you don't have to do the man in high castle per se. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't but, think uh, I
1: don't think we're getting that complicated. Yeah, that, story. that
0: could be that could be a timeline there.
1: That's a little bit past her
2: point
0: yeah. grade. Yeah, <laughs>
1: I, I would I I'm
3: tend not, to agree. I'm not modern sure writers aren't that good. Well <laughs> And and you
0: don't that need goes to, back you to the just the simply reading. say, Hey, the Nazis, you know, the, the mm.
1: Well the other thing too, I mean you the look modern at
0: this, Nazis just want to get the dial, go back, and help Hitler
1: this is this yeah. is the guy this is the guy on the motorcycle I can't remember his name but he he's he's a he's a, mm-hmm. a, a bigger a bigger member of the cast um I don't know Mindy can you look that up he's he's playing Who is I it? think he's playing a CIA agent in this but this looks like he's he's one of the ones who's coming into the storage area after Helena and, and Indy Whatever it is that they're that they're getting now, we've got this guy. These are two different people, looks like. So we got two people coming in uh, into this. So maybe they're working together. Maybe they're not. You know, who knows? We, we'll see. We'll see how this how this shakes out. But I I'm not.
2: <sighs> so we've got Harrison Ford, Boyd Holbrook. Yeah, Matt, that's Matt who it Nicholson. is. Matt McIlson. Boy,
1: Boyd. This is Boyd Holbrook.
0: His character,
1: and, <coughs>
2: and, he's and Mads one,
0: Mickelson's always a good Nazi, right? Like, right.
1: I forgot Antonio Banderas.
2: You, is you, oh, man. he's
0: a good evil guy. Yeah.
1: And and we haven't seen hmm. any indication about what Antonio Banderas is doing this, this thing yet. We haven't seen seen him. Antonio at Banderas all. is in it. Antonio yeah. Banderas is in it, but he was the last minute addition, which means a lot of trailer. people. A lot of people are assuming that he's mm-hmm. a he's a fix that you know let's probably got a a cameo reshoot we've got to do some other stuff so
3: who knows poos and boots is going to show up at the end (laughs) right i mean weirder things have happened right? Uh, i don't know if you have antonio banderas in your movie i think you want to put that in the trailer
2: Pretty well, much, because that kind of guarantees a certain age limit of woman over. It's
3: gonna know. guarantee. I'm gonna look at it more. I like the guy.
0: Maybe, uh, maybe he dies in the first five minutes, like uh, that.
3: uh that Barrymore and uh, Air
0: hijacking movie, which we, where uh, Steven Seagal, Seagal is, yeah. is put on the front page of it, and he dies in the first five minutes. Kurt Russell took over. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh man. I All did right. want to talk D and D. We can also talk Star Wars. So, what do you guys want to do next? I, I'm, I'm. Well, we
2: got other trailers.
3: <clears throat> we did. Yeah.
2: I mean, we might as well get some of that.
1: Trailer reactions. I guess.
2: Okay, so we actually got a trailer for Ahsoka. Let's start
1: there. All right. Let me hold up. All right. So we've yeah, got. I a Yeah, I did watch this one Ahsoka. already. All right. So here we go.
3: Something's coming. Something dark.
0: I sense it.
1: Now, I think it's interesting that this logo is in red.
2: I thought the same thing. color of the
3: Sith.
1: This is not something that we've seen before. That...
3: Yes, yeah, I too- have some ideas here. <clears throat> All right. This is a new beginning.
1: So there's there's our first good look at Sabine Wren.
2: Yeah, I have to laugh. The guys over on Echo Base were just <coughs> like, they had no clue it was her because the hair threw them off. Not that it was multicolored, yeah. but it was long.
1: Yeah. This is yeah. a new beginning. And there's a Lothcat.
0: For some war...
1: And we have confirmation now that Mary Elizabeth Winstead is playing Harrison Dula. From Rebels. There's Chopper.
2: As long as they didn't replace Dave Warner's Chopper.
1: That's Lothal.
2: It's been a while,
0: things have changed.
1: Now that's they're they're doing a live action version of that last scene from Rebels.
0: That's what they So they're moving is. on from where Rebels ended. Yeah. Yes. Well, what's, what's going to happen?
1: There are So they 12 a, episodes.
2: Well, and the first four are going to be a
1: prequel type recap. They're going to be early, they're going to be Rebels era type. The and second we know four that
2: they've they've hired an act, or cast an actress for a younger Ahsoka.
1: Yeah, and the second four are going to be Mandalorian era. And no idea what the last four are gonna be. I started hearing whispers. There's Thrawn.
0: Thrawn's return. Low time. As heir to the Empire.
3: Prepare for the worst. The Jedi fell a long time ago. There aren't many left.
1: Except she's not. It
3: is time to begin again.
0: Not a rebel. She's a gray Jedi.
3: Yeah. Well, who's the uh, who's supposed to be the stiff there in that commercial, in this trailer?
1: The well, you have you have two. I don't know who this guy is, but this is Ray. The Steven- old man with the beard. This is Ray, yeah. Steven- Ray Stevenson.
2: Uh, his uh, I'd have to see who his real name is, but
3: his name Ray, in here the guy is that played that Punisher a long trailer. time ago.
1: No, no, no that's. Uh, That's, that's not, uh, and yes, Matooine, that is, uh, Hiang, the, that is David Tennant's droid. Um, Balin is the character that Ray Stevenson is playing. No idea who it is, but he's got an orange lightsaber. Now this is, uh, this is what's her name from, we've seen her.
2: Cause she was in. The she book was of Boba Fett. in
1: Bo- book of Boba Fett the the first episode where we got Ahsoka in live action. This is the uh, what's her name? See, I I mean I've gotten to the point now where I, I just don't care to even look it up. She's who, the one that gave are.
2: him
3: the best bar. Ah, ah, ah.
1: Morgan, yeah, Morgan, <laughs> thank you. So that's who this is. But so you Baylen, notice, that was not
3: supposed to be a Sith, or was that a Sith?
1: I don't know, but you'll notice that she's... I it was. She's <laughs> on... Look, she's on this ship, and... Farscape? No.
2: Oh. <laughs> oh, come on, it looks like it.
1: But if you if you look at... Uh, where, is it, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? And we got the
2: confirmation Mon Motha's in this. Yeah.
1: we reported on it. Which yeah, means that her. at least part of this takes place after Return of the Jedi. We knew that. Um... Let me look, let me see if I can find it because this ship shows up when they see when we see where is it? Where is it? Where is it, where is it? here? Same ship. Ron. Yeah. Oh, so Thrawn. whatever whatever this is, this is so well, there's she,
2: if I remember right, she's created a ship that go out to the outer limits, the outer rim area. I'm getting my Franchises next, Whatever. No. Um, but yeah. to find and deal and do things with him. I mean, it's been all over the rumor reports. Right. On what, with Herst, yeah, uh Morgan Elizabeth, or Elizabeth? Morgan or Elizabeth, Yeah. Morgan Elspeth. Elspeth.
1: But you notice this lightsaber's Thrawn orange. Stuck and, it, out. and it does look like he's in the world between worlds. Yes. That's what this looks like. And it's orange.
0: So Thrawn is stuck out in the outer yeah. rim. So someone going to get him to bring him in to... Right, and we so get a chance,
2: and then in the room with uh, Sabine, we get to see the back of Ezra and what he's looking like.
0: Where? Oh, really? We saw we saw the back. Yeah, because
2: she's uh, she's you know, holding that's the hologram. Back of Ezra? That's the hologram he she has, and you see that he's got his lightsaber on his. That's hill. him. Yeah.
1: That's that's not the outfit that Ezra was wearing. No,
2: it's not. But keep no. it, keep it playing. Or keep going forward a little bit, and you see he turns, and you've got the hill yeah, and all that. Yeah, there's a stuff. lightsaber
0: there. So you think that's him?
2: That's what they're saying.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: it kind
0: of looks like you know it's same.
1: And that's an Inquisitor, and by the time we get yeah. to the man the Mandiverse era, the Inquisitors are all dead. So this is this is pre. Uh, this is pre Mando universe. You see, they're building, uh, it looks like they're building a Star Destroyer back over here.
2: Is it pre? Because the thing is, is that what they keep saying is happening is they go out there and Morgan is working with Night Sisters of some sort. Yeah, but. Or uh, something that's out there. They're not completely related to what we have going on closer to everything else. This is a new breed. Yeah, but this is breed. this
1: this has been this has been identified as a as an inquisitor. A lot of people are saying this is an inquisitor, and the inquisitors are all dead. Like it looks like one.
0: Yeah, yeah I mean, that's what it would be if I, you know, if I had to guess and didn't know anything, I'd say it was an inquisitor. Yeah, that's an well, inquisitor. I have a
3: question, real quick, because sometimes I get con- I get confused with these timelines. When is this supposed to be taking
1: place? <clears throat> Well, that's what we're talking about. The first four episodes take place around the the rebels era uh, and after, so pre original trilogy. So
3: Ezra would still have to be a young teenager. A- Ezra would be one, younger, right? Older teenager, right?
1: And then the second four happen in the in the Mandalorian timeline where we've seen her. You know, which uh, is
2: post Jedi,
1: which is post Jedi. this, you know, uh, the Man- Mandalorian universe uh, is five years after Return of the Jedi. And then the yeah. last four episodes are probably going to be further in past that. Uh, but that's a guess. But the first four mm. episodes we're hearing is going to be kind of not necessarily yeah.
3: flashback, but prelude to all this. So yeah. I would imagine so I this- want to say a few things and not necessarily about this particular show. But this is gonna go back to The Mandalorian. Okay. I've seen every episode except the newest one. I haven't seen that one yet. Okay. <laughs> and I I've heard of some of the surprises in it, but but I was talking to my friend, and of course I have a friend, he's writing a book, and I was helping him edit it a little bit. And I told him, I was like, listen, if you ever write material, I think it was like episode four, if I remember right, the one where they just spend the whole time with the doctor and the spy. Oh, right. you, ever, you ever submit that script to me in your book I'll trash it and burn it this is garbage <laughs> I told of that and I said this is what I told him and I said this is what I told him I said listen if you're going to write Mandalorian and I don't know what happened to Mandalorian because I think that they're good writers and I think the episode after that the one that had um, the X-Wing fighter and the spy they did exactly what I said they should do which is if you were going to start introducing certain aspects into this show, you should have started back in episode one. You should have, little by little, started throwing out these little hints, not give me a whole episode about two guys supposedly falling in love and then just being murdered at the end. It's, it's so ridiculous and comes out of left field. It makes no sense. But I'm saying that to say this. I've been wondering how much they their show is being affected by... Everything that's going on around them, and to me, the new season of Mandalorian and, and some of what you're saying now about Ahsoka, how it's jumping through time, to me feels like we're trying to cram everything we wanted to do as fast as possible into these episodes before we possibly get axed or this gets sold out from under Disney and we have to well, start all
1: over again. Here, here's here's some speculation on that on that point. There is uh, Dave Filoni's movie, which is going to be the capstone of all of this stuff that they're doing with with all of these shows. And Favreau has said, and people are, are suspecting, it's pretty much looking like uh, what he's doing in The Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett and all this is he's creating this shared universe story that's not necessarily... The Mandalorian in this one, and Boba Fett in this one, and Ahsoka in this one—they're all going to be connected in inner inter- interchangeable parts and pieces and whatnot.
2: Well, and you and have had the rumor about the culmination.
1: That's what I just said. Okay. Is Dave Filoni's Dave Filoni's doing that movie? No, I know that. that's going to be the big hearing... the big thing. Okay. Well, that's that's what all of this is building up to, is Dave Filoni's movie, and. Yeah. You're right. The, that that episode, that particular episode, was was structurally bad,
3: garbage. You because
1: we didn't get any Mandalorian in that episode of The Mandalorian. Except well, it doesn't matter
3: if there's no Mandalorian. It's just that I just felt like I was just watching a whole new show at this point.
1: Right, and that's what I'm saying. Is is if you're going to be doing a show called The Mandalorian and your lead character is the Mandalorian, then he needs to be in the show. And we had this, we had these bookends with him and Bo-Katan at the front and, front and back end of that episode, and then it's all Dr. Pershing in the middle. And what we needed to have from a structural standpoint, from a story standpoint, is at some point in there, it needs to be broken up so we see what the Mandalorian is doing while all of this stuff is going on. There still to be, needs to be some kind of a connection to the timeline to let people know, yes, you're still watching a Mandalorian show, but we're going to go over here and do the side quest and set up because this is setting up something else. And this is what I'm this talking is... about where Favreau is building out this whole shared universe thing where it's you know he's he's dropping pieces and parts into these shows in order to do something else. I think the Dr. Pershing stuff is going to end up leading into Rangers of the New Republic because that's what we've got you know, X-wing fighter guy chasing uh, 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 Moff Gideon, who apparently is probably going to be back in the next episode.
2: Well, they did show eight episodes, or they did show eight minutes of next week's episode at celebration this morning, and um, they'll show the full episode later to the crowd. But they showed eight minutes, and it was all Moff Gideon.
0: Yeah, so he's he's back.
2: So that's yeah, this we're is, definitely getting him This back. is basic
0: this is structural writing. I mean, how can these guys make these this mistakes? I mean, this is basic stuff like I'm not a I'm not a paid writer, but I mean, if I was, I'd be pretty embarrassed that i, I can't even you know realize that hey, if I make this show, we better have if I'm making Superman, I better have Superman in it. I mean, yeah.
2: Well, you know, and one like, of the other things they yeah, talked about stuff. with having the Filoni and the, the the Mandoverse and stuff is that with Filoni's, with Filoni's movie, it's a way to tie all together everything that's happened on TV into something and kind of end those stories. Not that the Mandoverse is going to end on television, but it gives them the ability to move on i guess is the best way to put it like we've got this it's coming can't say it won't show up at some point maybe again mm-hmm. but it's their way of tying it together getting it and moving on continuing in the mandoverse without what we've got at this point
1: yeah. well and some people are suspecting. But well, what it feels yeah. like go ahead jason no 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 you what
0: go ahead well i I'll let me, how about, I'll I'll comment on what we just saw, Ahsoka. Um, I mean, I think that, I mean, I'm fairly positive with what I just saw. I mean, I don't want to see Ray Ray's a Mary Sue. She's a crappy character. The whole, um, you know, First Order and all that stuff doesn't make any sense. I don't want to see any of that. Um, You know, Ahsoka's a good character. I like her. She is, you know, she's not a Mary Sue. She's interesting. She's a Grey Jedi. She's working mm-hmm. in this time when the Jedi are not, you know, are, are, have been destroyed. Is she, you know, is she supporting the Jedi? She's not really trying to bring them back because I guess she rec- recognizes that there's something wrong with them mm-hmm. because she's left them. But, you know, what is she doing? How is she trying to, maybe she's trying to, you know, focus or, or shape the future of the Jedi in a different way than we've seen in the past uh, in the in the new in the uh, new uh, the old republic, um, you know, pre empire, so that you know, and that's an interesting storyline to look at. So, uh, you know, I everything I saw in that trailer was you know reasonably good, right? Right. It's not Palpatine has returned somehow, you know. So I, I would be willing to look at that show and say, hey, I'll give it a chance.
3: I'm Yeah, I'm gonna give it a chance too because I know Ahsoka is my daughter's favorite character what i was just saying was that it feels like to me it feels like felonium them know their time is running out and they're rushing everything and when and when um snob brings up the, you know her being a gray jedi it reminds me of a book series by ellie Modest jr called the magic of recluse mm-hmm. where they have black wizards who are the good guys white wizards which are chaos and then gray wizards where they try to balance it and that's kind of like what I see happening in in the storyline here it's almost like they're kind of following some of these ideas he put into this book. I like the ahsoka character too well, this is
0: all, It's all extended universe stuff, right? like that's what this is like the gray Jedi, yeah. you know dark Jedi, gray Jedi. like that's all extended universe stuff.
1: Well, and here, here's a, here's a thought yeah to, to MS's point about rushing rushing toward the end. They make all of these announcements today about all of this stuff that's going on. And some are wondering if this is an attempt to increase the value of Lucasfilm so that they can sell it. Because I, I personally think that Disney is contemplating a sale of Lucasfilm to somebody. Uh, Cameron makes some, some good points. We talked about it the other day, how, you know, if, if you're working on a network television show and the network stops giving you notes, it means they don't care anymore. And if Iger had the meeting with Feige that we heard about where he says, okay, Marvel is going to move forward with a limited number of TV shows and you're only going to have $150 million for, for each movie. And there's a plan for the Marvel stuff, but there's not one for the Lucasfilm stuff that maybe Disney is going to be getting rid of Lucasfilm because they're not making any money off of Lucasfilm yet. So either they sell it maybe to Apple or maybe they sell it back to George Lucas. Maybe they sell it to somebody else, Comcast maybe. But Lucasfilm might not be very much longer in the hands of Disney outside of maybe Disney doing the distribution for the stuff once they get done. So maybe yeah, couple, maybe there's a little pressure there. We got to get some stuff in the pipeline and get it going, in order to prove our worth, in order to be able to sit there and say, "Well, you can't sell us." Look at well, we've got—all this great stuff that's coming. You know who who knows what anybody's thinking at this point.
0: Yeah, a couple points on that. First thing is, I mean, I'm not even interested in. I I, I like Star Wars. I'm not interested in listening to Star Wars Celebration or any of that stuff, based on the fact that you're 15 percent completion rate i mean why should i even bother listening to anything or even you know discussing anything that you're quote announcing in the future i know that the you know 85 percent of it's not going to get made so why even pay attention right um and and the other so i i'm a little frustrated with that kind of But there's one
3: reason to pay attention to it because they're dart throwing they want to know they're saying it to see what's going to create the most buzz and then they're going to make it
0: well, maybe um, the and the other aspect of of it is that I mean I think that if I, I take what you're saying about selling Lucasfilm and I'm not going to disagree, but yeah. I, I'd have to say that if I was Disney and I took the you know the biggest brand entertainment brand Star Wars in the entire world and I could not make that work and make money, that's a big black eye for me. Yeah, um, you know. Uh, I, would I? I mean, I would be embarrassed to sell it. Like, like you have to be completely embarrassed about that. You cook Star Wars, and you could make money with it. I mean, it's a, it's a well, money generation machine. You can do almost anything yeah. and and make money with it. Yeah, but stop and, you, and you consider
1: That's, there is precedent for this because at one point Disney had bought the Power Rangers from Saban, and Saban bought it back. Because he didn't like what Disney was doing with the Power Rangers he says I want it back and and bought it. So who's to, who, who's uh, why I, couldn't I mean George I, Lucas could buy it back I'm not disagreeing at a discount.
0: I'm not saying that they yeah. wouldn't do it but and, and I'm not you know, saying the they Rangers, will
1: but you know, the, the, the that, Power
0: Rangers is not Star Wars right but that, yeah that, exactly. that rumor has it's been out Star there. Star Wars.
1: I know but that idea has Wars. been out there it's it's now circulating and there's people speculating. Because Lucasfilm doesn't have any value. And if you've got Ike Perlmutter and you've got Nelson Peltz nipping at Bob Iger's heels, I mean, that's why Ike (laughs) Perlmutter was let go, because he was sitting there saying, we've got to make a profit. We've got to stop hemorrhaging money. And they fired him because he was too aggressively pursuing that line of thought, and he doesn't get along with Feige. And if the plan for Marvel moving forward is this, here we go, limited budgets and whatnot, and Dungeons and Dragons has shown that you can make that kind of movie for 150 million dollars. So,
0: yeah, but Fe- but Feige's not Jason, secure. If I took over, if I took over all the the illegal drugs in the United States and I couldn't make money selling it, that would be a pretty big <laughs> L for me. Like that's basically what you're saying. Like, I mean, Disney is taking something that you can't, you cannot. Right not make money on yeah. and they couldn't do it
3: and, and- they shot themselves in the <laughs> foot at the beginning when they got when they said we're not gonna count any of the extended universe as canon and I got a text from my friend he's like well, he saw the trailer and he called Re- he called the Ahsoka trailer Rebels 2.0 and Timothy Zahn's Dark Empire trilogy you know Thrawn heir to the Empire yeah, That's what it looks mixed like. together just mashed yeah, together they're gonna cherry pick that's
0: what it looks like yeah
2: well and that's another I mean, thing and that's what
0: they should have that's what they should have done in the beginning. Instead of getting idiots like Ryan Johnson to write their own movie, which doesn't make any sense and just does whatever he wants, all they had to do was pay those, you know, pay Timothy Zahn and some of the other writers of the various things to do. Hey, here's some money. You already wrote it. We're going to adapt it. Here's some money your way. We don't even have to.
1: Let me me stop you there, though, because if you're 30 years out and you're telling a story 30 years after Return of the Jedi, (coughs) there is no practical way to take everything from the extended universe and incorporate it into a new movie because you've got a very limited number of people who have actually read any okay, of the books. Now, hang on, hang on. Let me finish. Why does it have to be thirty years
0: after? But why does it have to because, be thirty years after? Why? Not because years after? you've
1: got to bring back Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, and Carrie Fisher in order to sell the picture. Because if Disney is going to be doing this thing, this is a cash cow for them. This is what they're seeing at this point. We have to have the original cast in order to hand off to the new cast. Now, they're, they're, the problem with that is that they never had the original <laughs> cast all together in the same shot. But I, if you're going I, I to do that that's... kind of thing and and I can I can see where Kathleen Kennedy was coming from when they sat there and they said, we, can, we don't have all of this stuff, because if they pulled from any of this, any of the of the extended universe, nobody would know what it was. Nobody would recognize it except fun. unless they don't the matter I read that.
0: I disagree, it doesn't but... matter if people know what it is. It's you're just trying to tell a good story. You've got these extended universes stories, which some of the which you know, pick and choose whichever one you want. That's good. And if you want to say, I know that the Thrawn, the Thrawn trilogy happens five years after uh, Return of the Jedi, but if I want to set it thirty years after, if that's what I want to do, I can do it. I mean, I don't have to follow it exactly, but I can just well, pick and choose whatever I want. Like I'm not saying follow it to the letter you know yeah, you, you screen yeah. it you do whatever and i don't think i think that probably i mean i think what you're saying is correct and that's probably what their thing is oh it's been 30 years so we have to set 30 years because mark Hamill is going to be 30 years older and carrie fisher is going to be so we got to do this yeah like, cause we're catching and that's just up with limiting the, your the thinking with what yeah. you're doing you're starting from the wrong place uh, yeah you know, write a good story and then say all right we're going to de-age luke up or down yeah or but they didn't use, have the techn- hang else.
1: on no they didn't have the technology to okay, do that well, at this
0: point all right, I'm when gonna I'm gonna recast happens. Luke Skywalker with a younger guy
3: then. I would have, but let me you jump know, in too. I, I, I disagree with what you're saying, Jason, because it's not about having to do all 30 years of extended universe. Yes, for instance, in the extended universe, Luke got married and had a daughter. Right, to start yeah. the movies with Luke's daughter, and we see the te- Jedi Temple, and we see these things and you can throw you can throw um you know easter eggs Watchbacks. to people and make people want to go back and read those books except and start, yeah but, start from but there.
1: nobody nobody is going to go back and read the books i mean we're seeing that now with the star wars movies have everybody but, complained about you having make to do homework to watch later, the you right? know you got to read this book to explain it you got to read this comic well, book to understand you can't do that you at the same to. time you still you're make a good lose. movie
0: but it can be
1: you're gonna sit
2: there, and you're gonna still
0: lose. You can set wherever you want it to be. You're gonna yeah. still you know, sit
2: there and lose your pe- some of your people here because one of the thing, you know, something that was mentioned earlier is the line that uh, they, you know, that Ahsoka sits there and says you know, she's heard the rumblings, you know, whatever about Thrawn, heir to the Empire. Okay, well, yeah, we just threw out the name of a book that is loved by mo- a lot of people. And a series that's loved by a lot of people. So they've just teased that. Great. I- However, as Jason has pointed out, you can't do that without Luke and Mara. And all well, of a sudden okay.
1: and let me let me let me say t- you you can't do an accurate heir to the Empire, You, uh, what you're going to end up doing is you're going to end up cherry-picking different bits and pieces, which is what they've been doing,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which sometimes works and sometimes doesn't. Let and me, we know let me get real this, quick here.
2: These people haven't been doing it cr- well. well uh, and if you sit there and you throw it in the future 30 years, okay, you can have a general storyline, but then you sit there and you get stuck in a situation like we got over on Indie, where uh, she's the goddaughter passing it off, or you know, okay. So Luke and Mara had kids passing it off. I mean,
1: uh, well, uh, look, okay. We look, uh, hang on, hang on. Sequel trilogy, we were going to get new characters anyway. I mean, that's just, you're, you're just going to do that, whether it's, of course, the old generation yeah. passing off to the new, or you get recast in the younger, or whatever. Let me, let me do this real quick because Matween gives us a $5 super chat. budget Thank you. Budget cap of $150 million per film. Hey, Iger. You can't put a price tag on changing the tide for trans and feminist acceptance, he said <laughs> facetiously. All right. All right. And look, I don't I don't want to turn this into a thing. I'm I, I'm not invested one way or the other. I'm just saying I can see Kathleen Kennedy's point from a creative standpoint of if you have all of this thirty years of canon. Like, like you're saying, Snob, it locks you in if you decide that you're going to adhere to all of this. You're limited to what kinds of stories you can tell based on what's already been told that nobody right. knows and about because nobody's read those books. Not enough people I'm not saying, have read those books.
0: Right. And I'm not saying that they should have come out and said, hey, Extended Universe is now canon. We're locked in. I didn't say that at all. Yeah. I said simply go through and you know don't don't say yes or no. Go through and pick and choose. Pick the good stories out out there instead I of having these idiots be, yeah. write these crappy stories which are garbage pick and choose the good stories out there that you like pick them from the you know from the comic books from wherever you want and start to build a new uh, an uh, a post um a post jedi universe how you want but using good elements that are out there yeah which and is, writing your which, own is elements, what, too. which is what which is what John Favreau just, has been doing uh
1: to a certain I, I extent, Favre, Favreau has yes, been doing that more than, than anybody else has.
0: Yes, for sure. And I don't, I mean, some of the things I, uh, you know, I think that the Mandalorian has gone off a cliff and it's it's pretty crappy now. Yes. But I can see that he tried to do that. I, I disagree with some of the story elements that he did. And I, I kind of scratched my head wondering, what the hell is going on? Plus, he's a little bit constrained because he's got to, well, we're going to have the first order. We got to go to that spot. And I'm like, don't go to that spot because it's just garbage. Everything but imagine, goes, you know,
3: imagine it's garbage this
1: garbage. Well, he's also stuck with Grogu, <laughs> who wasn't supposed to be in season three.
3: The albatross. Well, imagine this. Imagine you go back through to canon. You, you start a movie with Luke, Luke Amir's daughter, right? And, of course, all the movies had – all this. the original movies had so much text in the beginning. Hey, here's what's happened. Here's what you didn't know that was going on just to kind of catch you up. Right. Then Filoni and uh, the other guy can – instead of having to make stuff up, they can go back to the canon and say, hey, we're going to film this or we're going to film this for the Disney Plus series or Disney Plus so that people who want to know these things will go back and see this. And you're not alienating your original audience, but you're also able to bring in a new audience by having your new cast members. You have a tie to the old, and you can start something new.
0: Yeah, there's a there's a couple of video games. Um, Jedi was it? It wasn't Jedi Academy, or anyway, uh, they're 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 quite old now, but uh, 20 years old. But uh, there was a couple of them uh, with uh, uh, Kyle Katarn. And yeah. it's about Luke setting up a new, um, a new, uh, a Jedi order and he's, you know, and they have, you know, their various, uh, Mara Jade comes into there, I believe. Um, there's, uh, you know, that's how he meets her. She's in this, she, she's one of his recruits, I, I believe. And, you know, they recruit people and, you know, some of them have, you know, Sith tendencies. They have various, you know, re- elements of the empire they have to deal with. I mean, you could adapt from those stories, uh, you know, sure. how long, how does it, how long is it going to take to get a set a Jedi order up? If you're like one guy, it's going to take years, right? So he's, you know, he's bringing in his first cro- group of crop of guys and, and they're going out and bringing in more crop of guys. Some of them might fall to the dark side. Some of them have different ideas of what it means to be a Jedi than what Luke did or what, I mean, there's all kinds of stories, those uh those video games were pretty good. I got I can't remember. Jedi, Who was what's it, it? Fallen Fall Order I think is later. I think it's, you know, Jedi Academy yeah. or something. I
1: Who was it remember. that that came out and said they wanted to play Kyle Katarn? Somebody was do- there was an oh. interview. Somebody said they wanted to play Kyle Katarn. That was, Who was it?
2: um Shazam. Chuck.
1: Zachary, Zachary Levi? Levi? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Zachary Levi. I could see it. I guess maybe. I
0: don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's. I'm just. You know, you don't have to. There's just lots of. There's lots of options out there. Yeah. I mean, you know, you could do Star Wars. I mean, you could do the the two uh, the two video game Knights of the Old Republic. You could. You know, they have an entire MMO that they did Knights of the Old Republic. You could pick and choose various storylines. The the storyline with the uh, Revan is is pretty interesting, and it's set you know uh, a couple thousand years before the movies you could do that you could do those and you not mess anything up
1: well um, and the uh tell the
0: stories from the video games the
1: rise, kind of the rise of the jedi you know the dawn of the jedi movie apparently is set 25,000 years before uh the original trilogy so you know maybe oh, maybe star, they did star it there.
0: wars jedi knight they were they were star wars jedi knight and then jedi knight and Jedi Academy and Jedi Academy 2 stuff like that. Yeah. Uh,
1: well, and know, and Wars, uh, Kevin Kevin J Anderson did a whole uh uh Star Wars Acad- Jedi Academy series. So, I mean, you could pull you could pull bits and pieces from those too.
0: Yeah, and Anderson's a pretty good writer. I mean, you're not going to get you're not going to have the 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 uh sequel mas- problems that you have with the poor writing. I mean, Yeah. They're not gonna write. He doesn't write Mary Sue's. I mean, he's got a lot. Anderson's got a lot of experience. Uh,
1: well, it'll. You know, be he's not. I don't consider
0: him the best science fiction writer out there, but he's he's pretty good, and yeah. he's definitely good enough to do a, a Star Wars movie, and he'd do a way better job than any of the the crap good that not. We, we well, uh,
3: the
1: it'll be interesting got, to see I mean. how how it goes because you know. Besides all of this, you still you also have. You know, you've got the Karen McCarthy lawsuit they've still got to deal with. You still have uh, whatever PR damage has been done with Jonathan Majors in terms of Disney. You know, Lucasfilm's got their problems, but Disney's got their thing. And they've got a new problem because there's another lawsuit. Uh, Uh, This breaking today, Sarah Ziff is suing uh, Disney over alleged attack by uh, an ex Miramax executive. So this this goes back to to Weinstein days. She's basically yeah. suing all of the companies saying, you guys made it possible for this to happen. Mm. So this now is a thing that Bob Iger has to deal with.
0: I, I got to say, I think, I mean, this discussion has sort of made me... Uh, um, maybe a little bit more appreciative of what Filoni has to go through you know he's got these he's got his ideas he's trying to it seems like like you mentioned Jason maybe he's trying to you know set up this post uh, Return of the Jedi era that's trying to be reasonable but he's got these people sticking their noses and saying hey put this little puppet in there people yeah. like him they think he's cute and well, and, and, they and go, the oh, word by is... the way everything's got to go up to the the, the sequel you yeah. know you can't you can't get rid of the sequel. And he's like, oh, it's all garbage. I mean, it's all garbage.
1: Well, I mean, and I think oh, I gotta... we've heard that story that, that that kind of conversation has happened because apparently Favreau at one point had threatened to just walk uh, and had a meeting with Bob Chapek and said, I, I need to do this my way or I'm not going to do it at all. And, you know, the the inclusion of Grogu in season three apparently was mandated from somebody higher up <clears throat> it might have been Chapek, it might have been, been Iger, because Iger's never left. Even with Chapek being the CEO, Iger was still in that office doing his little thing, keeping his fingers and everything, and, and who knows how much he messed up because of all of this. And you have yeah, but, firing Gina Carano, you have uh, not, uh, uh, Rangers to the New Republic getting sidelined because of all of that mess. So Favreau's basically got a pivot at this point. And then he gets told that you've got to have Grogu in there.
0: I
3: I don't understand I that.
0: I would have I would have I, I probably would have got, got fired. But I would have just had Grogu sitting on the Mandalorian's shoulder everywhere you go like and a never parrot? doing anything. I go, oh, you want the Pirate. stupid puppet in that show? Here he is. He's stuck on the guy's thing like a parrot. Well, and he's, it's got, like, he's it's, in every it's shot. It's yeah. like the you know, last episode. The James, thing is with Grogu's a puppet, right? It's not like he can complain. He's, he can't come out and say, "Hey, I didn't get many lines in that last episode." Oh, yeah. You know, I want to re—I want to, uh, you know, renegotiate my contract. He's a. But puppet. But here's what he I would have done: wanted.
3: I would have, I would have just said, "Hey, Grogu, Grogu's out of Mandalorian. Now we have an opportunity to make an animated show with Luke and Grogu being trained." That draws That's in not. the children yeah. and creates toys for you. you could. That's
0: not a bad idea. Why am
3: I smarter than Disney?
0: <laughs> That's not a bad idea, actually.
3: My left foot
1: is
2: it's smarter so simple. than
1: Disney. Well,
0: I, I like the idea of Grogu that in some, you know, he's going to, in some point, we still have a, a, a Yoda-like, you know, that his race exists still. And in some, in, you know, a hundred years in the future when he is... You know, properly trained, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with, and he's going to, you know, help the Jedi out. But, uh, you know, I don't need to see him every day. And, you no. know, I mean, come no. on, it's, it's are you it's writing ba- a show for everybody, or you're writing it for ten year old girls.
1: It's Batman know? and Robin. Why don't you all over. Put some rainbows
0: again? and unicorns in there.
1: Yeah, it's Batman and Robin, where you have the Warner Brothers marketing department saying, "Make us a big movie that's a toy commercial," and that's what we got. And and Joel Schumacher's career suffered for it. Yeah. Yeah, so.
3: he suffered his career suffered because he put nipples on the batsuit. No, it, it, <laughs>
1: it was it was a lot more than just that. I mean, that whole movie was a giant toy commercial from Warner Brothers oh, marketing yeah. and and yeah. merchandising, and we gotta put all this stuff in yeah. so we can sell the action figures and the toys and and yeah. all this other stuff. They they there's been a documentary, they've been they've done interviews on this stuff. You know, Schum- you like Schumacher it? said this is what I got stuck with, and here's why. And I ended up having to make this movie because Warner Brothers merchandising got involved and ter- that, turned it all into all the this movies? mess. No, the Batman and Robin one. Movies? The one with Schwarzenegger just, as, as Mr. Freeze.
0: Just the Batman and Robin was was that. The yeah, Clooney the, one. the Clooney one. They were all kind of... They were all kind of campy, right? Uh, I, I yeah, show my daughters, you know, that one the original the Batman from the '60s. Yeah, yeah. And they go, "Oh, it's pretty campy." And then, but looking back at the Schumacher movies, they're pretty campy too, but in a different way.
1: Well, Schumacher only just made the one.
0: Oh, right, right. Yeah, Tim. Did, he Tim didn't Burton, make Forever. No.
1: Two? Uh, Tim Burton made those. The first two Schumacher Excuse made Batman Robin. I don't know who who, who, did who the directed? one with
3: the one with Jim Carrey where he plays Riddler wasn't that Carl Schumacher? Kilmer. And seal that, well, yeah. that was the Valkyrie. I don't
1: think one. I don't think Schumacher directed that one, did he? I don't I know. Thought that I was thought he did, too, but
3: I thought he did both of
1: them. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. I have to look Google. it up. Let me look it up. But
0: real quick. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was. I mean, that was really. I I, I had my daughter watch that, and she just like she's just laughing the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anything with with Schwarzenegger, I used to see you. I mean, it's going to be kind of campy, right? Like, like, yeah, and she just—I just, you know—I showed her the opening scene where they they surfing down from the rocket and and you know surfing down the buildings in Gotham City, and she's like, "What the hell?" And you know, even the architecture of Gotham City—why do they make these giant heads everywhere? Like, are they, are they so rich that they can you can just build a building and put this giant head that's half the size of the building on there? Like, that doesn't do anything. Like, what the hell? Okay, you're I right. Yeah, By the way,
1: Schumacher did direct that one uh batman forever yeah he did did the last two the the, other
0: two all right i had that wrong sorry burton the first two and then schumacher the last two yeah because
3: once he added carrie you know carrie took it a little campy in that third movie and then it just seemed like a natural progression. he just went "Ah, you can't blame everything that on warner brothers because that set the set design and you know. The, the way the, the Batmobile, the suits.
1: No, that was but, that was you know, all, according to Schumacher, that was all corporate mandate. That was all uh, Warner Brothers coming in saying, that makes no do, sense. do it this way because this is what we're going to do to sell toys. They've all come out and said that.
0: You know how we could sell more toys? Put nap- nipples on the bat suit. Everyone loves <laughs> it. Yeah. Exactly.
3: That's what <laughs> I, I just told I can't him that. see. I, can't, I don't see that. But Staring at yeah. Bat Star Wars should have said, Hey, we're gonna make a Groku animated series. We're gonna focus on him. We're gonna split him off. We're gonna make a toy line off this. We're gonna bring Luke back in. We don't have to DH Mark Hamill. We don't have yeah, to DH anybody. Over. And we can build, we can build, we can add some lore now. We can bring other characters and make it on the cheap. That just seems like a very smart and reasonable thing to have done. And I don't and in the modern Star Wars that were in the today, it just seems like they can't make these simple decisions.
0: Yeah, I, would, I, I mean, I, Disney's always looking for kids shows, right? For Disney XD and stuff. I yeah. mean, you know, Grogu and Friends, Grogu and Luke, Luke and Grogu, something like that.
3: Right. Maybe. So simple.
1: You could you could do that, <laughs> but they're. I don't think they're going to do that.
3: Well, it's too late now.
0: Yeah, yeah it's too late now. But
3: yeah. it's too late for that.
1: Anywho, we'll
3: see. Well, so,
0: so how much uh, how much money do you guys have? Are we going to put in for to buy Lucas?
3: I would film? buy Lucas. I don't want. I'll him. sell everything. I don't want it.
0: I got a hundred bucks in my uh, bank account. I don't want it. I Come would on. fear Anyone reading the fine
2: money. print would throw Kennedy in with it.
1: Well, and that's that's the other <laughs> oh, no, thing, no. is that she would be part of the package, that she would still she would still be uh, in charge of Lucasfilm if they sold it.
3: But I have no problem firing well, her, so. Yeah.
0: Or I would hire a hitman to assassinate her or something.
1: <laughs> hey, 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 now, now, no. <laughs> He's, He's,
0: He's, He's, He's kidding. He's <laughs> say I can't see that. We never got
3: I
1: mean, the to EU today. YouTube in, in, in Minecraft. YouTube, yeah. Yeah, YouTube is is still twitchy about that kind of stuff,
0: but sorry, sorry. In no, Minecraft. That's all right. That's all right. I meant to say. It. <clears throat> so anyway. All
1: right. Uh this other this other item showing us uh just how how people don't understand all of this stuff. You know, we're talking about the lore and the and the, the canon in the EU. This is uh this is another thing here. Where we've got people who don't understand how contracts work. Yeah, uh, I saw that. That this, was funny. Apparently, some people have a problem with the pay gap between Pedro, uh, Pedro Pascal and and Bella Ramsey over on The Last of Us. <coughs> um, got a news flash for you, kiddos. <laughs> Pedro Pascal's got a longer uh, a longer career, a and he's in a hit TV show called The Mandalorian. Which is how he got this job. And, and before that
2: was Game of Thrones?
1: Yeah, and Bella Ramsey is who? I mean, she's no been way. in some she's been in Game of Thrones, but she's what? Twelve? Thirteen years. Old? How old is she? Sixteen? Uh and I, You you don't understand how 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 pay pay grades work in this business. I guess obviously this is just this ridiculous. Well, in
2: any business, you got experience and a resume. Yeah, you're gonna get paid more than the new kid out of college. Yeah, but then the new kid outside uh... of coming out of college is gonna cry and whine over it because that's not fair.
0: Well, like I you know. Jason knows more about this than I, but doesn't like like Hollywood's got a certain minimum payment for certain uh, actors, right? If you've got in a certain amount, like uh, Uh, screen
1: actors, um, screen actors guild, yeah, screen actors guild contracts depend on a couple of things. They, They depend on the size of the role, they depend on the size of the budget. So if you're doing, or and what kind of project you're doing. So if you're doing a web series, you're doing a television show, you're doing a training video you're doing a motion picture feature length uh and and depending on how long that feature length film is if you're doing a film that's this many minutes or you're doing a film that's this many minutes and this kind of budget all of these different things factor into the minimum scale for a sag actor to be working per day depending on what role they get so yeah it's it's all it's all mathed out on, yes. you know, depending on on what the union says is going to be doing. So so for, that girl's 12 for years old, you said I don't I think the character is 12. She may be 16. I, I don't okay, know. I'll just
3: say she, she can't even work <laughs> as long as Pedro Pascal. Well, yeah, there's that, too. I laws. mean, she's
1: she's under 18, no matter what, no matter what. So, yeah, you've got that in there as well. Plus, you have probably she's got to have a a, a tutor. tutor on set for school. Mm-hmm because of, uh, you know, that that part of the arrangement. So, yeah, there's a lot of different things that factor into that. But, yeah, the, the unions and, you know, there's a possibility now that we could get another strike, not just from the Writers Guild, but also from SAG. Hollywood could get shut down at any point. In, and maybe, maybe that factors into all of these announcements of stuff that's coming out from 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 Lucasfilm because they know if the, if everything if if everything shuts down because all of the different unions go on strike at the same time we're not going to make any of this stuff.
0: Maybe that's the hurry. And well that that
1: could be. But if the writers you know, the writers guild I think they've they have voted to what's the what's the latest they've they have they have um, they have voted to put to a vote among the the, the union uh, whether or not they're going to strike. So I guess whatever committee or whoever thing now they're putting it to the general population of the of the of the writers guild whether or not they're going to go on strike. And it could be two thousand eight all over again. We have a writer strike, and you know we saw well how 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 many how many. Films and TV shows got affected by that. You know, second season of uh, Star Trek The Next Generation all the way back in 98, <coughs> that had a problem because some of the episodes that we got in that season were based on scripts that had already been written, but they had been written for Star Trek Phase 2. That never got produced. And they reworked Decker and Ilya into Riker and Troy. And you know that one where Troy ended up getting pregnant from that alien? And it and it and she she gave birth and, and it grew up and and died all in like a day and a half. Mm-hmm. that was a phase two script. Ilea was the one who got pregnant and they retooled it because they didn't have any scripts because the writers were on strike That's crazy. so they had to re- re- rework this stuff and we could we could see the same thing here where. We don't have not just the writers, but if the director's guild goes on strike, if the produ- if the producers guild goes on strike, if SAG goes on strike, nobody's gonna be working in Hollywood. Because Hollywood can't afford that.
0: No, right they now. can't. They can't. They're already hurting. No, they they cannot afford that.
1: They can't afford it. But they may get stuck with it. Because if one goes on strike, the others might do it just in in solidarity. You know, well, this workers is the real of the reason world! Why
3: Discovery got canceled?
1: <laughs> Discovery got canceled because they ran out of money and nobody was watching it. And a strike's yeah. coming up, so they couldn't go any further. Well, that that could be they, part of it, but no. The, come on, the they thing, didn't have
0: writers writing for that show anyway. I know, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. Discovery. Discovery
0: is. There's no writing. Come
1: dis, on. Yeah. Well, Discovery got into a point where Netflix pulled their money. And there is a commitment for five years from CBS, and Netflix pulled their money after like the third season. They said we don't want to do it anymore; we're not going to do it anymore.
3: Yeah. And
1: so there is a commitment there for the five, and they didn't have any money to make any more. So CBS, Paramount, Secret Hideout, whoever, they have to be done after five years because that's all that's all the money yeah. that they've got. So. And I think I think Strange New Worlds after season three, I think it'll be done too. I think season yeah you know, we got the announcement that we're getting a third season of that. I think that'll be the et, the the end of that one.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Bill Ramsey's nineteen.
1: Nineteen, okay. Well, and and the whole Star Trek thing, you know, people are sitting there going, you know, with Starfleet Academy getting announced, people are sitting there saying, Oh Kurtzman," but Kurtzman's deal goes through twenty twenty six. So it's not like he's on the way out the door today and suddenly this this is, you know, Starfleet Academy means that Kurtzman's career has been saved. He, he's he's he got the deal through 2026, whether they announce another project or not. Starfleet Academy is so this thing that's me... been brewing since Harv Bennett was in charge of Star Trek all the way back in the 80s.
0: So uh, since you know a little bit about the uh, business side, uh, Jason let me ask you a question about like, why are these studios uh, signing these really long term deals with these production right. companies to build like if i'm if i'm if I'm going to Kurtzman yeah. I'm like am I going in there and saying oh yeah you're the greatest I mean the guy makes crap so he's not but why not say don't they have a like why would you sign a big long deal five plus years to do something when you could simply say hey you know what we'll give you these we'll give you a year or or, are these two shows or something and then we'll have an option like putting in options to get more what's what's going on with why would you do that
1: it depends it depends on the production it depends it depends on the studio um but a lot of times when you're talking about uh producing something you gotta you're you're in development for at least six months you're you've got to Depending on what kind of show you're doing, you gotta build the sets or find the locations, you gotta do casting, you gotta do all the pre production. And then you get into actually shooting the thing and then post production, editing what you could be a year, year and a half, two years before the thing's even ready to be on a screen somewhere, depending on what it is. So it's not unusual to sit there and say a five a five year deal because it's gonna take you about half that long to just get one thing out. Yeah, no, maybe no, I'm a
0: not, better I'm question. I'm not questioning that. It's my question: is why would I say to someone and say, "Hey, I'm going to give you this super long deal, and you're going to do every single show for my brand exactly. during that amount of time," yeah. as opposed to going saying, "Hey, you make this Star Trek show for me with whatever basis, and then if it's good, then maybe I'll hire you for another one." Or why would I say, "Here's 10 years or however long, yeah. and do you do every show for me?" And I because now, like you know, like if I'm CBS paramount i'm like hey this guy is you know by any objective measure star wars is not doing well there's right. so much you know complaints and even if i was the executive and i liked what he was doing that i would still say well guess what the fans don't like it so i'm gonna get rid of this guy and i'm gonna bring in somebody who yeah. can make me some money yeah right there so why would i do these big long deals instead of you know at least
3: put an out in them well, yeah, and
1: there there may be an out, but we don't know what that what would trigger that. And you know, it's like okay, it's like Constantine Films. Constantine Films is a, is a film studio based in Germany, and they have had the rights to the Fantastic Four. They've had the movie rights to the Fantastic Four for decades. They're the ones who made the George Romero. Fantastic Four movie yeah. that nobody's ever seen because it's only, it's, it's only available on YouTube. It's never been... I've seen it on YouTube. Yeah, yeah watched it's, it. it's never been officially released because it was never intended to be released. They made that movie because they were contractually obligated to do something to it, within a right. certain amount of time to keep the rights. Now, if you go back and you it look at the one, the Miles Teller, the the one that Josh Trank made, Constantine Films is in, is involved in that one as well, and they're involved in all of the other ones because they own the okay, movie but, rights.
0: Yeah, but, but the Fantastic Four is an uh, unusual um, setup. Like, no one is going to make a deal like that, right? Like, the deal, from my understanding, is that as long as you keep making a Fantastic Four movie over, I don't know, I think it's a 10-year period or whatever Something it is, like that, yeah. then, Marvel, then otherwise the rights go back to Marvel. So they're just making these crappy movies in order to keep the rights. Yes, But, I mean everyone has surely learned from that. You're not going to structure like Marvel. If you're Marvel, you're not going to Marvel made the first mistake by saying, Oh yeah, you can have Sony go ahead, have, um, Spider-Man, you know, in perpetuity. So they're like, okay, well that was a big mistake. Uh, now (laughs) Spider-Man's popular. Let's do when we sell the fantastic four, we can't do that. Okay. We'll put a, a limit on it. Uh, if they don't make a movie in 10 years, then, you know, we get it back. Okay. But I mean, that's obviously a mistake still too. So, Everybody surely is not doing stuff like that. Like, why would you, you know, sit here if you didn't have an out? If you were if you're running Star Trek and you didn't have an out, why would you say, oh, yeah, well, we got Kurtzman for three more years. Let's just, you know, carry on. even part though of it, Everything he does turns to crap.
1: Part of it is that the networks themselves, the streaming services themselves, have not had their own production studio facilities up until now. Now, Netflix is building one in New Jersey. But for the most part, the networks, whether its whether it's NBC, ABC, CBS, or if it's Netflix or Amazon or whoever, they don't have the production facilities, the production services. They have to get it from a studio, whether it's Warner Brothers Television or Amazon TV or Apple TV, Skydance or Annapurna, or um, Pixar, or whoever. You have the studios that make the thing, and then the networks and the streaming services distribute the thing. They're not responsible for making it. They provide the money because they're licensing, they're paying for the right to distribute this. Now, CBS, Paramount Global, they own Star Trek. They own the license to Star Trek, but since they don't have the facilities to actually make star trek themselves cuz that's not what they do they're a distribution company they'll license they'll they'll hire a company and and grant them the the license to make the thing in order for them to put out new new content new new programming so right. they make a deal with secret hideout they make a deal with bad robot to make new star mm-hmm. trek And the deals are structured in a certain way because, you know, J.J. Abrams at the time was this big new hot ticket, so we've got to have him in there. So he makes this deal. He says, okay, I want this, I want this, and I want this. And so they make these deals, so Bad Robot makes these Star Trek movies, and then they flip around, and and, uh, what's his name, who was in Les Moonviz, saddled CBS with this secret hideout deal because whatever reason— and and so Secret Hideout now has the license to make the official Star Trek material until 2026. At which time, they look at, okay, well, we have these clauses in the contract. Did you fulfill your part? Did we fulfill our part? Ba-da-ba-da-ba. They do the renegotiation. And in 2026, they decide if they're going to keep going with it or not. Now, as far as any kind of a trigger in the meantime that says your rating's threshold has not been met you've overspent your budget whatever we're going to kick you out it would be nice to think that but so far that hasn't proven to be the case because he's still there
0: and so you're basically saying that uh, that it's just you know it's a bad it's a bad deal from the you know, the studio or sorry, the uh, network's perspective, they yeah. should have maybe structured a better deal and just not given these guys carte blanche and right. do whatever you want. And also and, consider uh, also consider
1: that Les Moonvez is the one who make the deal. And then Les Moonvez got fired from CBS, you know, because of all of the, you know, the the Me Too stuff and the things that came out yeah. about Moonvez, Moonvez had to resign and retire or whatever and go away. So the people running CBS now, and then, of course, you've got CBS and Paramount merging. So then you again have another group of people that are in charge, and they get stuck with this deal that they didn't have
3: anything to do to set up. This sounds like the Americans' National Football League. You're a rookie. You're coming into the draft. Oh, you're hot. You got all the buzz. We throw them. We're going to throw them an $80 million deal for five years. After two years, you realize, oh, this guy's garbage, yeah, and he's no good. You fired the coach. You fired the guy that drafted him. He's still stuck there, and they can't get out of the contract.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just like – there's an, a – uh, Hollywood has an army of lawyers. You'd think there'd be some lawyer working the thing saying, hey, you know, we really think these guys are going to do really great, and they might be the greatest thing since sliced bread, but maybe we should put this little uh, line in the contract just in case because – We've had it happen to us before. Maybe put it right. in if they don't meet a certain, you know, these certain things just to keep us safe. Because, you know, I'm your lawyer and it's my job to protect you. Yeah. So put these couple lines in there. And even if they never happen, you know, we and at least it, we can fire could, the guy. It could. But they don't very, do that. Yeah, but mm-hmm.
1: it could very well be that there's something in the contract that does that. But we don't know that, what that what that triggering mechanism is that would cause that to happen. But also consider too that if you've got things that are currently in production like Strange New Worlds or Lower Decks, they're not going to just shut down. You're going no, to have sure to you're I mean, they've made the streaming services that so CBS, Paramount Plus, they've made the commitment for however many number of seasons, they have to see that through or they're in breach of contract. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you you're caught just, between uh, a rock and a hard place on some of this.
0: Yeah. I, you know what you, I think what you need there, Jason, is you need to get some, uh, lawyer types, uh, Hollywood lawyer types on your, uh, uh, on your contacts list to get them in there to, uh, you know, feed the information about what the heck goes on in these, uh, I, you know, that's
1: that's not a bad idea. Maybe I, I next mean, time you
2: talk to Cameron, see if he's got any friends. Possibly, <laughs> or nobody. Possibly, I,
1: I I've got, i I know a thing or two about a thing or two. I can probably reach out to some people and see what well, I can
0: find. Because, yeah, because it just doesn't seem like, you know, and I'm a layman. I know nothing about any of this stuff. Yeah, um, I've not been involved. It just seems to me very unusual that a huge Hollywood studio would not have some protection to protect them from you know, like if you're telling me I've gotta get you know I'm if I'm unhappy with Kurtzman and what he's doing, I gotta get him to make, you know, movies for the stuff TV shows for the next three years and I and I and I'm hating this guy, he's destroying my brand and everybody hates everything he makes. Uh and I gotta still employ him. That just seems
3: like But that's the like, question right there that I want to bring up. Is Kurt is Kurtzman going to his bosses and saying, look, this is the best we can do. These ratings are, are comparable to what Disney's putting out with star Wars or what they're doing with Marvel, what Netflix is doing with this. Well, that's because we that's don't know not, what the
1: numbers are. Yeah. That's not the metric that they use. They're, they, they're only, they are only looking They're They're not comparing to other productions. They're looking at their own internal numbers based on uh, watch time based on subscription numbers depending on how many people are are, are look are subscribed to Paramount plus for example uh, yeah. how many tickets they sell in the movie theater box office performance for that particular film they're not comparing to other productions and other other networks because past you know yeah p- so here's the problem. what what they're running into is and and, and it could very well be that cbs paramount global sits there and says okay we're going to continue we have we're contractually obligated to keep going with these shows but we're going to green light this one only if you keep your hands off of it alex kurtzman we're going to green light this but he's going to be the co-show runner on starfleet academy so who knows what they're thinking
3: but here's the problem with, with with that with that model though real fast for instance let's say let's say Paramount Plus has a 1,000 subscribers, right? Right. And out of those 1,000 subscribers, let's say 400 watch Discovery. And the rest of us, like me, like somebody like me, I bought it. I love Star Trek. I watch the old stuff. I don't watch any of the new stuff. And I watch a lot of um, European soccer. So I watch the Champions League, UEFA League. So that's why I have the Paramount Plus. So 400 people out of a 1,000 people are watching this. You're saying like 40% of our – of our subscribers are watching this. And, and this is our highest rated show based on like, we got a thousand subscribers and only 10% watch you mm-hmm. and 20% are watching blue Bloods. So it makes it look like he's doing something good. When well, there, the rest of us who are real yeah, fans just don't no, want to watch it. No, that's
1: not, that's not how you look at it. They can, it's not a, they it's not a comparison. Stuff. They it's, can
0: look, they can see who watches what. It's
1: not a comparison between shows. Even it's a performance of that show. It's how many people, how many, how many minutes for that particular show. This is one of the reasons why you see some of these series get front loaded with two or three episodes that get dropped at the same time at the beginning of the season, is because then what they can do is they can say, you know, 40, 45 million watch minutes in the first, you know, in this, as opposed to if you just drop one. You know, fifteen million. Yeah, you know, that's that's how they manipulate but the data. But it means
3: nothing. It's it's manipulation. Exactly. You know, it's a manipulation. Yes. Of course. Oh, the new season of, of Mando dropped, and there was three episodes in a row. Well, I'm just going to watch all three episodes. Right? Oh, they suck. I'm not going to watch it again. Oh, it's okay. We're going to greenlight you for season five and six. Yes. Based on those three episodes. Yes. How can you run? How can you run a? a how can you run a production company like that? <laughs>
0: I well, I mean, even <laughs> you know, even even at this. Like if I'm the head of a of a network, and I mean I must have you know I, I've got all these thousands of people working for me. I must have somebody on my staff who's like my story guy, right? Who sort okay. of looks at my at stories and says, "Hey, this is a pretty good story. It's not a good story." Yeah. I mean, s- season one and two of Picard are objectively bad from a story writing. Wait, just there was from more a than story one. Writing perspective. There's
2: a season one and a two.
0: Yeah season one and two are objectively bad like you could get in you know go hire an, an english professor who who you know story writing guy and he'd come in and say wow these things break all the rules of story writing they suck no wonder nobody watches it it doesn't even matter what the content is about it just the way that they're pieced together it's stupid and and it's bad like you could have somebody come in and say you know if you don't if you if i'm the head of the network and i'm i don't know anything about creativity or anything at least i could have a guy who could say like wow like this is they're going to do They're going to shoot this. This is really, really bad, man. Yeah. This is like not even a good story. Never mind that I hate science fiction or whatever. I mean, it's, it's bad. Like surely you could have that. And someone say, oh, maybe we should, you know, not give these guys any more jobs. They seem to be <laughs> screwing everything up. You would
1: think. But depending on how the contracts are worded they might not have that much uh, ability to influence the creative process. That, you know, It could very well be that they have the distribution deal in place. And again, remember that the people who are in charge of the streaming service right now, the people that are in charge of Paramount Global, they're not the ones that made the deal with Secret Hideout.
0: Sure, but... I mean, even though, I mean, we've, we see some of this, but, like, if I, if you're the network, I mean, you, there's way, always, you know, sneaky ways that if I don't like what these people are doing and I can't get rid of them, you know, I can sideline them. I can try yeah. to do that. And we're seeing a little bit of that, right? You've said that they, you think Kurtzman has been sort of sidelined in the, uh, you know, for Picard 3, season 3. But, uh, you know, I, I would just think that I would be, we would be seeing more of that. Like, yeah. You
1: know, well, the other totally the other thing these guys. the other thing that we've heard Even if I can't is fire that the the contract that CBS has with Secret Hideout uh, has been has been uh, damaged. Let's say the relationship between CBS and and Secret Hideout has been damaged. Not only not just by what's been going on with Star Trek, but the failure and it is a it is a failure of Clarice. And uh, the man yeah. who fell to earth because Kurtzman's often doing those things. He hasn't been focused on Star Trek. And like right. we heard, you know, Terry Metalis has basically said, I've, I've been able to do all of this stuff with Picard season three because nobody cares anymore. Nobody's looking over my shoulder. They just let me do whatever because they don't care. They've all moved on. You know, Akiva yeah. Goldsman's over at Strange New Worlds. Kurtzman's doing whatever next thing Kurtzman's been doing that has nothing to do with Star Trek. And you know, yeah, he's coming back to do Starfleet Academy, but that one doesn't even feel like it's going to move forward because everybody that's in charge of that one, you have you have a writer and a showrunner who's got three credits to her name. You have Tawny Newsom who has you know, she plays Mariner on, on lower decks. She's come out say that she's in the writer's room for that one. And the other person that's that's over there as an executive producer has been on a number of different shows that have never survived past the first season of anything. You know, all of these shows have, can- so have been te- canceled. You're telling to me fail. that
0: they are they're basically doing that, right? I don't. Like, I, mean, I don't. I,
1: was, I don't understand where this production is coming from. Yeah, this one. I'd, this I'd, one I'd feels like, like you know I'd be, a mess to start with. It it doesn't I'd, feel like it's even real. Yeah.
0: I would call in all my lawyers and say to them. Them, i say look here's the contract you 20 lawyers we pay you a fortune here's the contract this guy is ruining my network with his crap find a clause that i can get out of this and get rid of him, yeah. or, or whatever we can do to minimize the damage that he's doing to my network right yeah like that's what you that's what you would do right I, that's um, what i'd do and i guess yeah i guess you're suggesting that perhaps they're doing that and that this is the best that they can do or maybe there's more behind the scenes that we don't know well about. i guess I too
3: maybe it's Maybe if you work in McDonald's, there's always a thousand people lined up to get a job. Maybe when you work in Hollywood, you need somebody to be the creative producer over Star Trek. They got to have some knowledge and know what they're doing. And there, maybe there's not as many people that can do that.
1: Well, the other the other no, aspect the other aspect of this is that in certain in certain situations there are less. There, your your scenario of getting fired and frog marched out is less likely than just not having your contract renewed or you know something like that we let this run out we let the option run out we let the contract expire or whatever and it could be that they're letting that happen but in the meantime, they're obligated to at least go into development with some of this stuff. And again, if the writer strike happens the way we expect it to and the director's guild, the producer's guild, all, this, all of this stuff that's been announced, Starfleet Academy and, you know, another season of Strange New Worlds, another season of Lower Decks may not happen. So, Which means we me might the, also uh, not get any certain, Star Trek. We might not also get Star Trek Legacy either, because if the strikes happen, that show does not either. Pray
3: for a strike.
0: <laughs> are, are you are you saying that there could be some heads and networks praying for a strike, or maybe maybe I don't actively, know. you know, hoping to sabotage negotiations so that there will be a strike, so they don't no, have? No, I don't. These I scrappy, don't think. Shows.
1: No, <laughs> they they don't they they don't think that
0: way. No.
1: <laughs> All right, folks, we got to head out. We got to finish our prep for tomorrow, and of course, yeah. I think uh, I think Culture is getting ready to to launch his Friday pre flight. So everybody go over there and and do that. But uh, yeah, I I I am uh, curious to see where all of this goes and how many of all of these projects, Star Trek or Star Wars, uh, how many of them actually move forward and become a real thing. We'll have to see. So uh, anyway. All right, MS all right. Snob, thanks very much for jumping in. A lively conversation Happy today. Easter. I appreciate it. Happy Easter to all of you. Happy Easter. And uh to uh to everybody out there. Good to good to have you all here. And let me do that and and say uh we are um going to be let me do this. Where is it? 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 Where's my stuff? There it is. All right. tomorrow, Good Morning Multiverse in the morning 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 Central, followed by Foreign Bodies at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 Noon Central. Uh, And you can find us on all these different social media outlets and uh, video outlets and uh, sign up for the Discord. Continue the conversations over there. And we will be back to do this all again next week. Thanks very much for being here, folks. Remember, the politicians hate you. The media lies to you. God has a plan for you. And there are four
0: lights. This has been a presentation of SciFi4Me.com. Copyright 2023 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. You're listening to scifi For me Radio.